0: Hello, this is Tim Elliott from Third Degree Burn. Uh, What you're about to hear is the Spotlight on William Shatner panel recently recorded at the Dallas Fan Expo. Uh, Shatner was attending this this convention with uh, John Byrne and they were doing a signing together. Uh, And I do have to like to warn you that Shatner does use some salty language uh, during his panel. So without further ado, I may I present William Shatner.
1: together for William Shepard. <laughs> Thanks, guys. who has no longer with uh, who bred Dobermans, and I breed Dobermans, and I bought some dogs from him over the years. Tom and Dobermans. And all so Tom had a kennel there, not far from Dallas, and uh, I bought uh, a great uh, a puppy, an eight-week-old puppy. Uh, I breed, but also there are some great Doberman lines. Dobermans have a, a fatal flaw, have been bred to have a fatal flaw, which is the blood doesn't coagulate, uh, but will something or other, and they put to to death. And in fact, I had a dog with a, a stupid veterinarian who was a spaying her, and oh. she, she <laughs> bled to death on that, um, So, but Tom's uh, breed. dog him and that dog I named Starbuck <laughs> and Starbuck lived 15 years in we got right now uh, Macchiato, <laughs> espresso <laughs> and recently espresso uh, espresso was five years old kind of this some chocolate So Sterling, S-V-I-R, L-I-N-G, beloved dog, you know, for 10 years the dog dies, another dog. And it, it, hey, the American Kennel Association doesn't allow you to register a dog with the same name, even if the dog is dead. So I named that dog Sterling, but I Certainly not. So I have started, and he gets to be a magnificent dog, much like Macchiato is a, he's a puppy, uh, is 12 months old now, and is becoming this extraordinary individual. Like you can see a child, you think, wow, this is a great child. So, like you can see a dog or a horse, holy cats, if this continues, I've got a remarkable individual here, because, by the way, History is written human and nature's history are is written by extraordinary individuals. It's not so much the Greek, it's the individual. It's the personality of the of the entity we're talking about. So, uh, a, uh, a, a, a Starbuck was this extraordinary individual, and I'd like to tell you a story about Starbuck. And what an incredible. So I took him, I had a friend to me in uh, Los Angeles, and he invited me to come down. This was I brought I brought Starbucks with big and he invites us into the house and sit in this backyard, small backyard, quite like that. And and it was like a a, a town apart. Backyard, and along here was an edge where the next person had a little backyard, and there was a little pathway to the edge, like neighbors would walk through through the edge. So I'm wearing coffee and talking about it, and Starbucks usually like it, I think. The, the rabbit, he runs into the house, and I hear the shower. <laughs> and then finally he comes back out and he's washed the dead rabbit. <laughs> and now it's white and fluffy, and then he something and and he, he disappears from when he comes back, and says, oh Jesus oh, God. <laughs> Damn. Damn God. The neighborhood door opens. And my friend goes, oh, good. Oh, good. You don't understand what you get right. Then all of a sudden, the neighbors start screaming, So I have dopants all over the place. Well, young Dobies, they're always coming up. It's like my kids have grown and they've got kids with the dogs and the horses. I, I have a, I bought a, well, actually, what happened is I, yeah, I hope we're not interfering with you talking there. And we, because I need mean, a spot. So, really. What, what do you guys say, though? That, I mean, is he good? What's he saying? Keep it No. No, no. <laughs> okay. What's your name? Bobby. Bobby what were you saying? Well, you might turn over here and You want to turn off my mic? But the mare was so good that the baby I that, took the baby home and, and the baby became a great horse and begat other horses that I had ridden. And in fact, uh, two weeks ago, at a town uh, that's famous for a racetrack, track, Del Mar, I won, there was two horse shows back to back and I won both horse shows back. sport I'm involved in is a rain, uh, rainer. Does anybody understand what a rainer is? No. One person in the rain. stand up. She understands what a rainer is, so you can see how exotic. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, raining is one of the more athletic in each direction, fast circles, slow circles, change of leads, uh, back up, and all that's the alphabet, like ice skating, and then they put it in different patterns and you can beat on the back. So it's very athletic and it takes a long time to learn and you've got to be at it, and I'm still at it, and I've got some great horses. One of my great horses is a a result of having bought that horse here, Dallas-Fort Worth, so I have a connection in uh, horses and dogs, which are my life really, uh, through, uh, through Texas, and I'm uh, very grateful. So, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> now, if somebody has a question, come right up and, uh, and uh, uh, speak into the microphone, and I'd be delighted to. There uh, yes. you go. So, say something intelligent. <laughs> right into the mic.
2: Even closer. Okay. Um, we were at the Paramount Studio Tour and they told us a great story about how you love to go around and eat at other
1: food no, tables. I can barely, I can barely. Are you having trouble understanding what you're doing? No, i uh, really <laughs> so i guess I um, Oh,
2: try again. Okay, sorry. That's better. I'm very excited to see you today. Oh,
1: Studio. I was just wondering <laughs> about oh, So it's not about me eating. <laughs> it's a the story, they the story you tell. Know, where you, in the game, you say something, <coughs> and they pass it around, and it finally comes out, you know, and it's a totally different from how the story started. So she's, the end result of the story she got is that I was eating something. Today. I caused <laughs> the fire. <laughs> I'm looking for barbecue for lunch, or you kidding? not barbecue is where I'm at. We found a fire and saved the,
2: saved the back
1: line. And I saved the back line. <laughs> so i carry the girl off of my arm. <laughs> no, the story is, I was doing a series. I, I think it was, uh, T.J. Hooker. And, and I was making uh, these movies that the Star Trek cast made. And, but my primary uh, contract was with T.J. Hooker. So when T.J. Hooker calls, I had to answer. And I was making one of the Star Trek movies. And the Hooker uh I'm in danger. One day, I'll be sued by the hooker. So I grabbed the hose and I'm spraying this thing, which is giving off toxic and I feel. And I'm feeling a little thing, and the door bursts open, and in come the firemen, And masks on and everything. And they grabbed me and carried me out. And they said that if it had been me, the set would have gone up in flames. And I said, never mind that. Keep, the, keep shooting. <laughs> Turn the camera around, don't get the burnt edges, that's all. <laughs> and that's the <a> story. I know, I'm such a hero. What's your question? Good morning, Mr. Chadwick. That, that, that's sort of like a little um, um. milkmaid costume. <laughs> 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 come here, turn around and please the audience. Now, take your milkmaid.
2: <laughs> yeah. Those others are quite nice. hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to thank you for being
1: such
2: a huge part of my childhood. What? what, what? I just want to thank you for being such a huge part of my childhood. Uh, Your childhood. childhood? That was one of the first TV shows that I was allowed to watch growing up. Really? My yes. Okay. Uh, so actually, like, I was born uh, right before uh, my, my mom was in, in labor.
1: six months into owning these two puppies. One had cost in excess of $10,000 of veterinary bills, and the insurance will be paid for So, I'm a horse, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I said that was expensive and I, I, I was able to, dogs aren't expensive, all the things they need training and food and that thing. So I am able to buy some land in the Sierra Mountains, so just on the foothills beautiful rolling hills and I got and the guy says, well Pencil." it. He says, what do you want to do with the land? I said, well I don't know. He says, why don't you run, run a horse? Now I've been interested in horses, but I never could afford them. I because he paid putting the roof over the house and the food in the mouth uh, with the children. All of a sudden, I was making good money and I could afford a horse. Which is an old one. So I said, okay, I'll run a horse on this land. So, he says, they're having an option. This is near San Francisco. They're having an auction. A friend of mine, friend, I'm introducing two guys, a father and a son. The son's 12 years old. His name is Philip. So the, we're now at an auction for a horse. And Philip, 12 years old, turns out to be an idiot sabbatical is pretty good price, so I said okay and I bought the horse and that was my first horse turned out to be a great horse I wanted some stuff on them and, and that became this thing of horses I had horses everywhere So the follicle is really, it has a 12-hour period when it's ideal, before and after. So, in horses and dogs, and in certain women, you monitor the follicle, <laughs> right? And then you breathe at the optimum moment. I don't know how guys do that myself, but that's... <laughs> but artificial This is where it's at. I, I don't want you to do that with the dog, it to a dog. certainly are, don't So, with a dog, you send the blood in. The veterinarians have blood like every day. And they monitor the progesterone level. So, it has to be like above 5. It gets 5, six. So, we're monitoring the progesterone level. And, and and it's 0.0, 0 and it's 0. 0.1 the next day. Point three, or four. Hours, and and it's getting close and, and but we're not there and I have to take the dog. And all of a sudden on a Saturday, when they're supposed to be closed but for some reason the veterinary send it in, it's seven. got to breathe now. Now, not tomorrow. Not get you've got to breathe now. And the stunt dog is seven hours away. What am I gonna do? I shut sort of, espresso in the I, seven hours, I drive. We arrive at midnight, okay? We get the mail doc, the mail doctor, and then uh, we, we sleep in the car and it's Sunday morning. They bring again. Ha <laughs>
2: No, you're right. You're really right good partners and I hate it. How do you go through life like that? Uh, I may have to reevaluate some things in I
1: And they said, "Don't go see it. Did you see the other?" And I never saw the other. So the other day, I went to the Netflix and and got one of the Marvel movies. That's the future, don't you understand? We all have our own uh, 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 projection of, of, of things we want. Uh, you know how they inject the lips? In the future, we'll project full lips. We won't need go for the Botox. It's just it's easy. You rather need the needle, project muscles? Look at that, that's a good projection. <laughs> uh, that's my projection for the future, I guess. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just curious. What's that <laughs> Imagine, you're going on a date, this is like a hundred years in the future, and you you program the little tiny projector that makes you look good, and you think, uh, you know, depending on the date, whether the date likes of intellectuals, you're kind of slim, and you've got a really long beard, (laughs) or you're married to your wife and you don't have a beard at all, (laughs) you just would that be a, okay, (laughs) great. Oh, here we go. Uh, What's your name? Spencer. Spencer Hanson. Pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you too. Uh, do you think anything could have been uh, said or done better during your Comedy Central Roast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how about not being insulted? (laughs) Actually, it was nominated for an Emmy. I don't know (laughs) if you know that know that. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, those roasts are peculiar. Everybody, I mean, Leonard Nemo, my dear friend, said, I'm going out. He said, I'm not going that." I said, Leonard, I. He said, No, Bill, you know, you know what they do? I sort of hadn't seen them. I said, Well, they're watching. No, Bill, they're off. I'm not going anywhere near them. And he wouldn't come on because he knew what was going to happen. And it did, it happened. <laughs> George Who has no sense of humor whatsoever. <laughs> okay. So they give me a horse. I ride a horse as the into the introduction. I, I ride into this crowded room. Five times more crowded than this one. I ride a horse, and you don't know what the horse is going to do. I, I ride a horse and get the And George is George the Lion. Okay? And George says the line. I'm going to do the way George is. is it? Yes, Bill with the horse I rode in on? It wasn't funny. Because he really made it. <laughs> so it couldn't have been done better. Everything could be done better. You, like, for example, you shave your beard. <laughs> Everything could be done better take it, you Halloween. They, uh, the story I get is they were now looking for to cover the, the the murderer, the monster. And so the director sent the assistant out to the local Halloween shop to buy a mask. Mm-hmm. So the guy picks out a mask. Now how he picked it out, I don't know. He either had talked to George C. <laughs> He was a dear friend and thought Shadow could use a little publicity. (laughs) So they picked out the death mask that they had made of me on Star Trek so that instead of me coming in uh, when they needed me to put appliances on, rubber appliances or makeup, they took a death mask, what they call a death mask. They put plaster on my face, took an impression of my face. So that they could put makeup on it and see how it would fit and all that kind of thing without calling me in. So after the show was over, somehow that mask started to appear in Halloween story. <laughs> People would buy that mask and put it on and do trick-or-treat. Now, I heard of that. And I used to do trick-or-treating with my kids. We'd go to a neighborhood and I'd send my children up. Like the fountains out of the fountain. Hump! Hump get, Hunt! Hunt and, get and so they knocked on the door to your tree. I'd be standing by with the mask on. If they didn't give it a hand, I'd rip the mask off. That was my trick. Such a fool. <laughs> What's your question?
2: Um, my so first of all, my dad loves me, he loves the Your dad loves me, yes, <laughs> and he loves the Star Trek. Okay, can, you but... can you shut us up at
1: all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think, it's uh, a little weird, but your uh, costume is weird, so it must uh, indicate that
2: I can't mind. Um, but in the way of weird thing people are wearing, my dad said you would, but I was curious if you remember, um, back a, a really long time ago at a con, um. Of Star Trek fans at a
0: panel, there was one guy dressed as a cowboy
2: because he was a cowboy. Your dad was a cowboy? Yes, and he was originally he was a rodeo cowboy, he loved Star Trek, and he went to the panel. Um, and he was pointed out by Leonard Nimoy, and you know, he was like, <laughs> he was like, So you're a fan of Star Trek And I was like, Yeah, he was like, and you're a cowboy. And I was like, yeah, and apparently you from the background went, no shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is even more weird. <laughs> I ever, the only time I ever noticed it was I was performing in the Midwest, I was on tour, and I was, I think it was Topeka, and I had to go past Kansas City, down here, 400 miles. Mm-hmm. And I had to get there in, in the next day. I, I closed, The curtain came down at 10.30 at night, and I had to get down 400 miles, and I thought, I'd do 200 miles in the evening, and 200 miles in the morning, and as I'm driving, I realized, The morning is rush hour. If I'll never get to the next place in time, I'm going to drive a full 400 miles. this evening, tonight, I had the lucky date memory with me who ran the show backstage. So two of us in the car, and I'm driving. And I got to get there, and I got to get some sleep because I'm performing the next morning, the next evening. So I got to get there in a hurry. So I'm doing 100 miles an hour on the freeway going south. It's one o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock in the morning. Blah, blah. Now, I'm going to give you a little news. I want you to pass on to your father. Even cars coming this way, if it's a police car, they can measure your speed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's no traffic going by you. But every so often, a car would go, I mean, never saw that. Listen, get that. Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> police, me in. let me see your lights. Let's get out of my car. I get out of my car, go into his car. As I open the door, the light goes on in this police car. And he, he looks up at me and says, oh, No shit, Shatner. <laughs> Three times I was arrested on that way down the road. And each time the door would open, and I would left, like, no shit. And it let me go. So I might have said, no shit. But I didn't say shapes. I might have said that. <laughs> he's your dad, My that's the right? is he? Alright. Is he still riding? Um, no, sadly he's not, but he's riding motorcycles. He works at... I like motorcycles. I drove a motorcycle from Chicago to Los, okay. Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be my dad. Your dad died at home? Yeah. Is your mother mom? Uh-huh. Is your mom still with us? Yeah. Oh, so have my dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma City. So You're what? I'm from Oklahoma City. Thank you for being here. Oklahoma? You sped through there on your way to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I, I go through there on I mean, the here, but I went through Oklahoma on my way to uh, Los Angeles to Motorcycle. And not only that, my dear friend Terry Bradshaw has a, a big ranch in Oklahoma. Okay, that gives you my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up watching you in Star Trek because of my mom, who is also there with me today. But I was thrilled to see your work in Boston Legal. And (laughs) my (laughs) husband and I I watched it together religiously. So I wanted to ask you
2: what it was like to play Debbie Crane, a character who was sort of losing his mind, and how much fun that was for you.
1: Well, I I, presume you all can hear that. She's she's asking about. Boston Legal and Danny Gray is a great, 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 David E. Kelvin is the name of the genius who, who conceived and wrote it, uh, a great talent, so everything was due to, to him and his talents as a writer. Uh, James Spader is a great guy, a great actor is a great front <laughs> and uh, a lot of wonderful things flow to me from Boston Legal uh, Awards and things like that. Perhaps the best moment for me <clears throat> was one evening uh, I would, we were performing we were shooting uh, the Boston Legal and I had extreme pain and I said i am pain and Yeah, oh boy. And I was fine. Uh, About three or four days later, I got a telephone call from a gambling uh, app. They can't advertise by law, but they the promotion. And they want to buy my kidney stone. (laughs) Yeah. So they offered me $25,000 for my kidney stone. I said, I want (laughs) $100,000. And we settled on $75,000. The cash kicked in 25, I had $100,000, I gave it to the Habitat for Humanity. They built a house, but you're already there.
2: There's nobody living in a house that my kids don't want! Just want to watch the world burn.